This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Monday, the 1st of March, and an historic moment because Tegan and I, for the first time, are doing Coronacast from the same studio. We've done it once before. I think Have it was we? about March last oh, year. That's right. It was right at the beginning, actually, the first or second one. And we're getting very close to the, our first anniversary, and we'll let you know when that is, when we discover when that is. But we'll, <laughs> we'll work it out. Well, one of the big milestones that we heard about yesterday was that the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, the first doses of that have arrived in Australia, which is something that we've been waiting for. We're in phase 1A of the rollout at the moment, and those are the priority people. And I thought that those people were getting the Pfizer shot, but now we've got the Oxford AstraZeneca shot here. Are they going to be getting that as well? And should they be getting that as well? Well, in the press release from the Prime Minister and the and the Minister, they say that they will. Yes, that's what they say in the, the press release. And in fact, the Minister... Uh, himself a week or so ago in a press conference said the same thing that there would be a mix of these vaccines and the trouble with that is and I and, you know, and I quote Chris Murray who I had on 7:30 last Monday which uh, he is who's the head of the Institute for Health Metrics Evaluation in Seattle is that Astra is the wrong vaccine if you're looking at borders so let's pull back a little bit about what you're trying to achieve in your vaccine strategy our vaccine strategy is really for a country that has lots of COVID around and is in the middle of a COVID outbreak because you want to protect aged care, quite rightly, aged care workers, quite rightly. You want to get in there and then you want to protect the rest of the population. You want to protect doctors, nurses, people who work in hospitals, all that. No question. And we still want to do that. But if the virus gets in through the borders, that's how the virus gets in. Um, it doesn't suddenly pop up in an aged care home or residential aged care or pop up in the Alfred Hospital in Melbourne. It comes from overseas. We'll come back to the New Zealand situation currently in a minute. So the total strategy in the first instance should be about the borders. If we can keep our borders secure, the virus won't get in. And then we've got time to immunise for safety reasons the rest of the population. And so Astra is the wrong vaccine for that. It's not the wrong vaccine. I'll get, and I want to say up front, I will get the Astra vaccine. I'll be happy to get it. It will protect me against severe disease, but it won't necessarily protect our borders. It will against probably against the UK variant. It's not going to protect almost certainly against the South African variant, which it only showed 10% efficacy against. We don't know what it's going to do against the Brazilian variant, which shows vaccine escape. And there's the Californian variant and American variants, which look as if they might be a bit vaccine resistant themselves. And so what we should be doing is saying, well, Astra is fine. And the Scottish data suggests it's fine for preventing severe disease. But that's for a a country that's getting COVID in. We should be stopping COVID getting in the first place. So that's about the Pfizer vaccine. Because it stops transmission more effectively than the AstraZeneca vaccine. First, it works within three weeks. You don't have to wait three months for the efficacy. Second reason is that Moderna, there, is no, there are no data, as John Skerritt said on Coronacast last week for Pfizer yet, but it's an almost identical vaccine to Moderna, and Moderna showed reasonable efficacy against uh, the South African variant. Not great, but much better than 10%. And, so, and it gives stronger immunity faster. So for our borders, we should be using Pfizer and getting quick protection, and we should be protecting their households, because where's it going to go 
after um, they get infected, should they be infected? And if it's the South African variant, it's going to go to members of their households at a higher chance. So their families or flatmates should be immunized with Pfizer too. And then the third thing that we should be doing, which nobody's talking about, and I'm just wondering why not, but when I talk, and I, by the way, this is not necessarily me talking. I've actually sounded it out on people who know what they're talking about, um, who aren't willing necessarily to publicly contradict the government. They say this is actually what we should be doing, and it's largely what New Zealand is doing. They are immunising their hotel and border workers, and they're immunising their families. They've had an outbreak, which we'll come to in a minute. The other thing we should be doing is actually having a forward strategy, which is saying if you want to get back into Australia, get immunised, and we should help them. So some of our vaccine doses could go overseas, to Australians, go to send send it over to you know make sure you've got the cold chain right to our consulates and and remember Pfizer is not quite as temperature sensitive as people say it's 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 got a problem once you've diluted you've got to get rid of it but it's not quite as temperature sensitive as it can last for a while so if you're an Australian in London in Paris in New York send it to the Australian um, embassy or their physicians they've all got doctors attached and immunise Australians, get them to pay for it. It's cheaper than hotel quarantine. And so you don't get on the plane until you've had two Pfizer doses and you waited another two weeks so you're fully immunised. Okay, so you're saying a lot of different things here, Norman. One is that we should be uh, changing the priority in which we give out the vaccine to be about the borders and not so much about aged care. With the Pfizer vaccine. With the Pfizer vaccine. Secondly, you're saying that it should be the Pfizer vaccine for that group because it is cutting down on the chance that someone at the border can transmit the virus onto someone within Australia. And then thirdly, this idea of vaccinating Australians overseas. Is this potentially a quite an unpopular opinion to have? Like, aren't we just trying to do what we can with what we've got at the moment? Well, that's what we should be doing is what we can with what we've got. And what we should be doing is the only risk to Australia is from overseas. That's the only risk. And we've just got to totally focus on that. You're not going to catch COVID in residential aged care unless it's come in from overseas. So it's fine. Now, it, it, the government seems confident that older people are going to be covered by the Astra vaccine. If they're really confident about that, give the Astra vaccine to, age, to, the, to residential aged care and others. However, the data are not there to do that. But nonetheless, they're going to get it anyway because they've already said that in priority 1A, people are going to get the Astra vaccine, so they seem confident in it. But let's just differentiate between the two. I still think we should be going all out to immunise Australians with this. And Astra will be fine for that in the first instance. But if we want to open up our borders, get Australians home, we've actually got to have a forward border strategy to be able to control our borders and keep them sealed. And it's not enough for it's just the workers... It's got to be their households as well. And it's got to be with Pfizer for the reasons we've said, including that it works quickly. So you're saying that these 300,000 AstraZeneca doses that have arrived this week are still useful. They should be deployed into aged care and that we should be basically ringing Australia with Correct. Pfizer. That's exactly right. And sending some overseas for Australians wanting to come back because we are committed to bringing Australians home. And that is where the risk comes from. We're not going to stop bringing Australians home. Therefore, let's make sure they're immunised with an effective vaccine for the variants. Remember, this is what we're talking about. It's for the variants. So, you know, I have nothing but the utmost of respect for you, Norman, and your medical qualifications. Okay, here it but comes. Here it comes. <laughs> did you just pull this out of thin air? Like, where is this? Like, it's a hot take and I like it. But like, where's the evidence to sh well, who's telling this to you? Effectively, what I've just talked about in terms of hotel quarantine workers, Pfizer, 
border workers and families. That's the, that's the New Zealand strategy. Now, the government will come, our government will come back and say, well, New Zealand was late to the party. They haven't got that many doses, so they're using that. But in a sense, we haven't got that many Pfizer doses early either. And that's what we should be using our Pfizer doses for, exactly the same as the New Zealanders. But I'm just pointing out a, a piece of illogicality, which is why don't we get to the people who are wanting to come back, primarily Australians, giving them a facility to get immunised, which they would have to pay for, but that would probably save on hotel quarantine when they, come, when they come back because you would do PCR before they leave, PCR when they arrive, send them home, check that they're actually isolating for a few days. You know, the more and more evidence comes out is that the vaccine reduces transmission. So let's talk about New Zealand. They've, they're entering a week-long lockdown in the Auckland area because there's been an outbreak there and you said you were going to come to how that happened there. Come to it. So there's now 14 cases in this cluster. They don't know where it comes from but they think it has to be from the airport in some shape or form. They, they can't see where else it would have come from. And their problem is, um, so South Auckland largely, that they've got the problem in terms of new cases, and people are not being cooperative. So New Zealand's got a, a new problem on its hands, which is that people are not towing the line, whereas they've towed the line in the past, they're not towing the line now. So for example, the latest case, apparently the person got tested and then went to the gym and was positive. And there's, another, there's a household contact as well. So the New Zealanders are worried that this is spreading in a community that is actually can be quite disadvantaged in South Auckland. And they're just worried that they haven't got it. And of course, this all started before they started vaccinating uh, hotel quarantine and border workers. So they've got, they were, they're worried that they've got a problem on their hands, although it's still not many cases. It's a cautionary tale for Australia because like Australia, New Zealand has had such low levels of the virus for such a long time and people have had the luxury of being able to go back to almost normal lives just like us. Like you say, we have started vaccinating workers here, but if there was another outbreak here, you could see that it, it gets harder and harder to get people to just comply. It is, um, although most states now have very good contact tracing and what you could do, and this to the government's credit is in the strategy, you could ring vaccinate, which we spoke about, I've spoken about several times on Coronacast in the past, going back last year, which is that you've got a case and you, you immunise the contacts around that person. And again, that would have to be with the Pfizer vaccine because it works within three weeks. It just works faster to get up to that high level of efficacy compared to the, to the Astra vaccine. So ring vaccination would start to help here. But it, and I actually asked my uh, source in New Zealand whether they're thinking of ring vaccinating, and their problem is they don't have a ring to vaccinate at the moment because they, their, their contact tracing isn't working that well at the moment. Well, that's all we've got time for on Coronacast today. But if you've got any comments or questions about what Norman's sources are saying on Australia's vaccination strategy, by all means, send them in, abc.net.au slash coronacast, and mention Coronacast on your way through so that we can find it. Yeah, put me on the rack. I'll that's tell it. you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> See you then. Bye. Bye.